am a warrior, blessed and unstoppable. To God be the glory. Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. mindset call. We do this call, and I call it the mental toughness mindset call. And we do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. And uh, actually load this conference call on a podcast platform. So if you stumble across a podcast and you run across this and you're thinking, is this a podcast? No, it's a conference call. <laughs> but we're on the podcast platform because it's easy access to, to uh, for us to go back and listen to the replay and, um, you know, take notes and apply this kind of stuff. So we, it's good to do that. we got over 250 of those calls already from our Mindset Top Book Club that's on on 16 different uh, podcast platforms from Breaker to iTunes to Spotify to Apple, things of that sort. And on this call, we talk about mental toughness. We talk about mindset. We talk about leadership. We talk about books. We talk about affirmations. We talk about success. We talk about failure. Man, we talk about the paradigm, having a paradigm shift. We talk about a lot of things on this call that go hand-in-hand to what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your job, your business, or your relationship. So if you stumble across it, send it to somebody else and let them listen in because we're giving you information from true experiences, you know, uh, factual things that have happened. And uh, so, you know, uh, we have a lot of great information here. If If you listen to it and take notes, I find out that, all the time when I talk to people that, you know, I have I have this, you know, I guess some people call me this, um, uh, you know, I guess positive, negative person, whatever. But if you only knew that I'm so super positive, it's just that I'm not bouncing off the wall like most of you guys and, you know, be saying all kind of stuff, for, you know. But I'm so super positive because every time I get on this call, and I start talking. I'm just thinking in my mind that you all on the other end taking notes and and listening. And I really believe that. I mean, in my heart of hearts. And then as I have conversations with people <laughs> along, then I realize, <laughs> Tony, you at Disney World, that's not happening. People are not in love with success, in love with you know changing their life like you. They're not in love with the process. They're not in love with all that like you you, you are. And so they're not doing that. <laughs> but I tell you, for y'all to say, well, you negative. Man, for 20, for 20 years, I wouldn't be on here every morning talking to you guys, huffing and puffing and giving you everything I have if I didn't believe when I hit the recording that you guys are on the other end like like I was. Uh, in other companies where I just couldn't wait for the conference calls to start. I couldn't wait to start taking notes. I couldn't wait to. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what kept me going for all how long. But when I talk to people, <laughs> the air comes out, and I have to get off the phone and move on to something else right quick. Because, Or when I open the lines and say, you know, give me the answer of what, and then, you know, only one person answers that, <laughs> like Levanda or something, like, oh, here we go. But guess what? I go to sleep and wake up and start back over fresh the next day. Like, yes, y'all getting it. Y'all are really doing this on the other end. Y'all are really doing it. Uh, okay, so. Well, we do have a replay number, too, which is 
712-432-1085. Same PIN code, um, which is 783357-POUND. And I'm going to tell you something about that in a minute, you know, why I do that and why I do that in my mind. And I'm going to answer that question in one second. But that's the replay number, 712-432-1085, and the same PIN code, 783357-POUND. So this call is on Wednesday. The replay will be up right after this, all day tonight, Wednesday, all day tomorrow, Thursday, and then Friday morning when we do the new call. It goes away, and uh, another one goes up. But uh, I'm going to tell you all uh, in a few seconds why I do that and why I think, you know, when somebody says, I'm, I'm, I forget the term, y'all, you positive, negative, or sarcastic or something. I mean, I am kind of sarcastic. But, you know, I am one of the most positive individuals that you ever meet in your life. You just don't understand what being positive is, and I'm going to explain that to you. And once, no, I'm going to explain it to you in 45 seconds, all right? Hustle hard, folks. Hustle, hustle hard. So, so here's the deal. Um, <laughs> there's a difference in what I do and how I operate compared to most people. I, I ain't gonna I'll say most, because remember, I, w- I would say that probably ninety percent of no, 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 no. If I look at this call, ninety nine percent, ninety eight percent are. Uh, you know, part-time builders, part-time business owners, part-time, uh, you know, it, it, they're not 100% in. And I always say that I, most businesses, our business at least, you know, we, we're more part-timers than it is full-timers. So now, you know, when you're a full-timer, it's a different thought process. And a lot of times you don't understand that until you step in those shoes. So it's a different thought process when it comes to that. So that's why I say, you know, when some people say, well, Tony, you you super negative, is no way possible I could be super negative and still around after 25 years. So so that's not the case. I'm super realistic, maybe, or super, super truth teller, maybe, or super factual get-outer, <laughs> try to get the facts out, yeah, but as for being positive, I think for a fact I am because there's no way possible I could keep going every day. Dealing with people, dealing with people's stories, dealing with people, the things that they do, um, you know, on a regular basis. There's just no way possible. And there's no way possible because I, I'm a guy that, um, that I know you have to, 
chase the business. You have to go wherever you know it goes. So, uh, but when you're not like that, you know, if you if you don't see, I, don't, I can't. I don't. I can't wake up in the morning and say, I know if I don't do jack this week, that I know for a fact. Now I do know because I've been building for a while, and so I do have, you know, residual. I have other things, but I don't have anything that says. You know, if I just stop everything, my money going to keep coming. And so that's a different thought process. When I look at things and you look at things, it's a different thought process. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so, so it's like, it's like uh, two lions that's looking at prey. Now, one of the lions knows that they're good, that, you know, they got – some meat back home. <laughs> the other line says, I don't have no meat back home. So I can't let that prey get away, or I can't attempt, I cannot attempt, I cannot not attempt to go after that prey because <clears throat> this is how I live, this is how I eat. So I will take it, I would do, I would experiment, I will try other things, I will attempt things, I would, I would deal with people that most folks normally wouldn't because your thought process is not there because you have other things that you deal, that you have. So when I look at things and when I get up every morning, I hope you're feeling me on this. When I get up every morning, I get on these calls and stuff, my thought process is that y'all getting this stuff on the other end. Until I start having conversations again, then I get slapped in the face. But besides that, or, you know, when somebody tells me, that they want to change their life financially and they really so my belief is I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go to try to help you until you stop helping yourself. So that's a different thought process when you don't have anything else to fall back on. And so um that's why I know that I have to be positive every morning because there's no way possible I could continue doing what I do if I wasn't. Now, on the surface it might not look like that. Because there's a there's a there's a thought process that we have when we think of being positive. Or there's a picture in our mind or there's a certain words that we hear that we think that okay, that's being positive because a person said that that way, because a person delivered it that way, because somebody and that's just a thought process that we have. Now that came from something that we learned growing up as a child, something that's been programmed in us and so in our minds we have a thought process of what we think is positive and what we think is negative. You know, so you know, and and that's and that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it accurate either. Because I've been around people who you know, they leave somebody leave and say, "Man, that person's the most positive person in the world." I'm like, "No, that's the most fearful, scary person in the world. You just can't see. You just can't see." you know, was really hiding behind the curtains of that person. You listening to the words that they're telling you up front. You know, you listening to, you know, they always say, look at their actions. Look at the person's actions. So if you say somebody is not, see, you can have somebody that you think is just positive, just the most positive individual in the world. Every time you talk to them, they, they, get, they, they pat you on the back. Every time they talk to you, they're telling you, you know, you can do it, you can do this, you can do this. But then if you look at their actions, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing to win in life. 
And the reason they're not is because they don't believe they can win. In, in, in other words, they're really not positive. But then you can look at somebody who you think is the most negative person in the world and I don't know how they're making it, but then if you look at their actions every day, they're grinding every single day to make it happen. See, that's a positive person because they really believe that it's going to happen for them. See, your actions kind of show you whether you're positive or negative. Your actions kind of show, will show you whether you believe in what you're doing, not the talk. Not the talk. Because I can promise you some people in our group right now, people on this call, that some of y'all would deem as being very positive. This person is so positive and they blah, blah, blah. But then when you look at their actions behind the scenes, they're not doing anything and they're not positive. They're really negative because in their mind it's killing them, telling them that they can't win. But what they verbally say and what they communicate to you up front is, is oh, you, you know, you, you're just great and I'm going to help you and show you how to do things and this is how you should do things. And this is how, but see, the person that's really positive, <laughs> They're not saying that like that, but their action is grinding and showing you that they they really believe in what they're doing. It's it's see it's bad information that we were programmed with growing up that's still in us. So we don't even know what to look for if a person is positive or negative. <laughs> and guess what? There's a debate going on in your head right now. Or not a debate. Is a is a little man in your head right now telling you uh, what Tony's saying ain't right. <laughs> that's the that's that's programming P. <laughs> that's programming Paul that's been with you for years. That's programming Paul. Boy, if y'all only knew that I just gave y'all, I just gave you some straight fire for the last five minutes. That could literally change your life just in those five minutes. What I just gave you is entrepreneurial facts. What I just gave you is twenty-five years of grind in in less than five minutes. I just gave you reality that you can look for. It's called uh, collapsing time frames. I just I just collapse a bunch of time frames for you. If you take those last five minutes and really listen to it and see what I'm talking about and actually use it, that's really collapsing time frames right there. But if you don't know... See, that's why you got to trust somebody. You got to listen to somebody and say, okay, Tony can't be lying to us. Tony got to be. You got to trust somebody and say, okay, let me. Because if not, then you go, your, your programming P, programming Paul, or programming Felicia that's been with you for years is going to direct you another way. <clears throat> Just will. So, um, so this morning, I walked to the bookshelf again and I grabbed another book. And this is a purple book that, of a book that I uh, actually got this book in 1998. I think it was 1998, something like that. Um, 
Everybody don't believe that, sir. Man, say you one of the few trustworthy leaders out here, and, and, and but everybody don't believe that, sir. See, <laughs> see, see, you've been around a lot of them. They haven't. They kind of they watched it from afar. <laughs> you literally physically been around a lot of them, so you've been in this game and you've seen them. They haven't. They just watch them from afar and they think they know what they're watching. So <laughs> I appreciate that, though, preach man, because. Uh, and it's hard for people to grasp that because they, <clears throat> I hear them now talking about you know certain things, um, and they don't they don't they just watch it from afar. They hadn't gotten bit yet, you know, by that person. <clears throat> um, so, but uh, so this book was given to me by my uh, coach um, partner, I guess at that time, you know, I guess you would call a mentor. Um, which I never kind of used those those terms, <clears throat> but he was my he was my uh, upline support. He was my person, you know what I'm saying. And so this is a book that he came out with, and he had some he had a lot of bullet points in the book about why people fail in their business. And uh, this was what 1998, 1997, something like that. And I've kept this book with me and highlighted it and. I've talked about some of these things all for over the years, but that was how, that's just happened to be the book I grabbed this morning off the bookshelf because I told you I'm gonna do that every morning. I can actually walk to this bookshelf uh, for at least I don't know how many books on here, 500 maybe. I can walk to this bookshelf for 500 days and grab a different book and talk about it. Um, but this morning, that's what I grabbed, and so and then I opened it up. And to a page, you know, where he has a lot of bullet points of, you know, reason a lot of people, the things that people fail and why they fail. And uh, this was number 53 out of 103 because that's just the page I turned to. And it's about four or five on that page, number 53. Um, and it kind of, it, it, it well, it goes back to something I talked about a week ago or two weeks ago or something I'm always talking about that the reason some people fail and here it is and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it a little bit and i'm gonna talk about a few more um is people refuse to contact their chicken list and some people just refuse to say they have one some people would i mean they just they just won't say it because the 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 chicken list is so it's so intimidating to them. It's so intimidating to them, you know, the people, so that they literally block it out of their minds to where you don't even, you know, you, you might literally think you don't have one. You know, you might literally think because you have looked at what you're doing, you looked at what these people are doing, in your mind, you see the major success from these people because if they're on your chicken list, that means you look up to them. And so you have literally blocked in your mind that you don't have one. Oh, no, I've called everybody. I know everybody I've talked to. You, know, you just, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't have one. It's probably, 
you think about your next door neighbor, probably somebody. You know what I'm saying you, uh, and you, and then you go into that that mode of I know they ain't gonna, you know. So, so this is one of the ways that people fail. Because we feel better by not getting the rejection from people that we look up to. People that we admire, people that we think is just the greatest. We, you know, I was listening to uh, uh other day. That's how, I, that's how I actually put, even you saw when I had the, Daddy lead on my page, and I had this music playing um, in the background. That was Stan by Eminem, and I was actually listening to that when I was in the hotel room. And you listen to how, you know, he's talking about in there how these paparazzi's and the fan base people and these folks that just, you know, you remember if you remember when Eminem came out and he had all these young white guys that was just infatuated with him. They was just. And so he had wrote this song, you know, Stan, you know, it's a remake, but he was talking about how the fan base would just lose their mind over trying to get acceptance from him. And a lot of us do know we got, he, he I mean, this dude, and, and the way he told the story, how he was kept writing letters to him, and, and he kept saying, you know, Eminem wasn't responding back to him, and he wound up, you know, pretty much killing himself because of that. Um, and that's because the people that we look up to, we really want them to look at us in a certain way. And if we, if they don't, it bothers us to a point where we stay in denial about it. We won't admit it. We'll say we don't have it. We don't know anybody, but you don't want to contact that particular person or something and hear them say, um, that, you know, what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing is crazy and what you, so you just block it out of your mind. <clears throat> so he says in here, we've all have a chicken list in the beginning. At the top of my list was a friend of mine who played professional football, he said. He said, I thought he doesn't need it. I said he, did, he doesn't need the money and he's too busy. And he said, after most of my friends that I knew that I called said no, Everyone that I, you know, I called, he said, I shared the the presentation with him just out of desperation, he said. And the guy said yes immediately and wanted to get started right away. He says, my prejudging days were history after that. From that day, I made up my mind to share it with anyone. Let them decide if it was right for them. Take out that chicken list and call these people. Some of them might be praying for you right now for something. You know, I've told y'all my story about Joe, my partner, who's rest in peace. He's gone. That's a guy went to college with me, and he had went to Harvard and got his master's degree. And that was one of the guys I would not call when I first got started in 1995. Was not going to call him. He wound up calling me out of the blue because just, just in fate or serendipity, he ran across somebody in Miami where he was living, um, who happened to be in the same particular company I was in. He didn't know that, but he called me out of the blue to ask me about the company because they had told him that in Atlanta it was doing, it was blowing up, that it was really big in Atlanta. So he, and I was, you know, living here, so he called me asking if I heard about it. 
And I'm like, <laughs> he was on my chicken list. He was not. I was not gonna call him. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm glad you called me. I've been looking for your number. I called your ex-wife. I couldn't find. I got. I'm just sitting here lying through my teeth. But that was separate serendipity, or that was God sending sending my help because, you know, I wind up, you know, talking him into doing business with me. I feel sorry for the guy who was bold enough to prospect him in Miami because, you know, Joe had a Joe had morals and now it was hard for him to go back to that guy and say, I'm gonna deal with my boy because the guy had, you know, given him all kind of information to read and <clears throat> can you imagine that? Uh and then you see and then even worse you see the guy at all the conventions, and you see the guy, and and now that you blowing up because Joe came in and just took off. I didn't have to worry about him doing. He he flew everywhere and did all this stuff on his own. I might have made a hundred grand just off of him. So can you imagine the person who literally wasn't afraid to prospect him, seeing him? You know, you know how hard it is to get one leader. You know let alone, you know, a leader that can really produce, and then you see him, you know, crossing the stage, and you thinking, now I'm the one who, <laughs> so you know, how, you know how hard that had to be. But for me, you know, it had been really hard if I had seen that myself and he wasn't, because we were, I mean, I mean, we were boys. I mean, we hung out. I met him my freshman year in college. He's from Chicago. He said that his mother had just moved to Birmingham, and he said, I heard you from Birmingham. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm going there this weekend to see my mom. You want to ride with me? And, man, we became friends that freshman year, driving <laughs> crazy, drinking beer all the way there, not thinking about anything but being crazy. And we became real tight from my freshman year all, all the way up to, you know, to rest in peace. But still, he was on my chicken list, and I was not going to ask a dude who had hustled his way through Harvard to get his master's degree about my little bitty business. And I promise you, a lot of you all got that chicken list that you're not going to call those people. And some of y'all have literally blocked in your mind because you're saying it to me right now that, I don't have no. I didn't call there, but I know I don't have nobody. You literally blocked it in your mind that you don't. It's like what's what's that uh the story that Les Brown always tell about the chicken man, the guy who got who was afraid. Uh, something happened. His wife got in trouble or something. He and he he didn't defend his wife in a fight or something. Some of y'all know the story about the chicken man. And uh, he didn't defend his wife or didn't defend his kids or something. And somebody called him chicken, and it stuck to him. And he started believing he was a chicken. And he started, I mean, he literally mentally walked around cackling like a chicken. Because he knew that he didn't step up. He was so fearful, and he became chicken man. And I need to find that story that Les Brown tells that story all the time, that you know, he he became chicken man in his mind. And y'all are one chicken list person away from success. 
Now, does that mean that your chicken list person <clears throat> is going to do it? No. But I'm sure you got more than one. Yeah, I'm sure it's more than one. But I can tell you what. If you don't contact them, there's that, a strong possibility that you're not going that they're not going to do it. And not only that, they're not going to do it with you because they might wind up doing it with somebody else. You know. Somebody just texted me the Chicken Man story, Les Brown. You can go out on YouTube and put that in, Chicken Man story. Um, but so, you know, man, he's, you know, and I remember him telling me about this guy because uh, my my coach, he actually grew up, and well, not grew up, but at, at that time, I think he was living uh, in Pittsburgh, and this guy played for the Steelers. He was a linebacker. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he was well-known. And uh, he became friends with my coach. And when that linebacker eventually came into the business with him, you know, he brought a lot of people. But like he said, I remember him telling me that. I remember him telling me that the reason he did it was because he had done. He had set up a meeting at his home, and nobody showed up. He and his wife had got, you know, prepared, and they had told the whole world, and he said, you know, he was at 7 o'clock, and at 7.05, nobody was there. And he said that he just got mad. Because he was a guy that was known for throwing big parties, and when he had a barbecue, (laughs) he'd invite 50, and there'd be 300 there. But when he first invited people for his business, <laughs> and nobody came. He just knew they was going to come. Nobody came. So he said he got angry, and that's why he wound up, you know, saying, you know, I said the other day, my partner's like, man, I'm going to be on my deathbed pitching to the nurse, whoever walk in, because I've made up my mind now that I've come too far into this thing to bag up out of it now. It's like I just spent too much money. It's like a, a guy at a card table, and you 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 lost so much. It's hard for you to stop because you got to try to get it back. You know, say so it's like it, it's like once you get deep into it, it's almost like I might as well lose it all now because if I if I, <laughs> if I sit down with five G's, and now um. I'm four thousand in the hole. I done lost four G's. I got a thousand left. Now you, somebody said, "Well, you can cut the money off right there." And you're like, "Man, please, I might, I might well go and lose this thousand trying to get that five back, than to sit here and leave thinking, you know, I got this thousand in my pocket. I lost four thousand. So you all in now? You all in? That's when I was talking about how the tables turn. If you ever play cards all night, you know, in a casino, or something, the tables will turn." If you got enough money to keep going, because it's gonna turn, they're gonna it's gonna switch, and then you're gonna find yourself winning again if you keep going. But it's the same thing in business; the tables will turn if you are 
strong enough to keep prospecting, to stay around long enough, to keep doing what you're doing, and realize that hey, I didn't, I'm invested in this thing now. Uh, it's too far. I'm too far in to come out of it now. I'm too. I just can't. You know, you have to have that kind of mindset. That's why it's almost better that some people quit right away. If you go quit, it's almost better you quit right away because you don't have a you don't have a lot of investment in it. You don't have a lot of time tied up in it. You don't have a lot of things like you know somebody who maybe got on the mindset call a couple of times and wound up quitting. They don't have a lot tied into it. But if you've been on these calls for a while and you wind up quitting, I promise you it will haunt you. <laughs> you'll be sitting at home thinking, okay, I'm out this thing now. And you'll be flipping them channels. You'll be sitting there watching it. And then you'll wind up thinking, boy, this is simple-minded stuff I'm doing right here. This is It's going to haunt you. If you got deep into it and bagged out. If you didn't, is you know it's easier to just you know quit when you don't have a lot committed to it. You know, it's easier to do that. <clears throat> oh, that's what it was. The chicken man couldn't rescue his niece and nephew from a house that was on fire. They said he said then watch the house burn down. With his two family members in it, he was afraid to go in there and try to pull him out. And somebody called him a chicken. And literally, mentally, it ate at him to where he just started sounding like a chicken, walking around the city like a real chicken. Because can you imagine if you got a niece or a nephew in there and you you didn't go in to try to fight, that you didn't go in to try to get him out. And they died. Um, but yeah, it's a good story. So yeah, I'm going to stop here today. That's it. Um, just refuse to contact your chicken. I think I'm going to stay on this book a little bit on Friday and talk a little bit more about some of the ways that we lose out in business because things we refuse to do, things we just won't do, things people we won't listen to. Um, and then we come up with all kind of reasons why. I'm gonna answer your question though on Friday, uh, preacher man. I know you. I know the question about multiple streams. <laughs> People gotta get one stream first, though, sir. <laughs> they got well. They got one stream their job, and then the other stream, you know, is their business. Now they gotta get that business cranking, you know. But we'll talk about that one again if you remind me on Friday. Um, that we can discuss that one. All right. So my community number, I think, is, if you want to join that, uh, it's, uh, what is it? 678-679-5707. 678-679-5707. Send a text, join, J-O-I-N, to that community. And uh, just, you know, text join. All right. Okay. So um, we're starting at zero today because... Uh, Miss Kamana won the uh, $25. And, you know, LaVonda got $50 just for answering that question. Remember I told you, I said, I'm going to open the line sometime and ask you all what we talked about 
the call before. I ain't going to do it today because some of y'all are probably prepared. So you you got to stay prepared. It might be two weeks from now and I'll do that. And I might give out 100 if you can, if you can name the last three calls and what we talked about on those last three maybe. You're like, really? Really? Yes, really. All right. So here's a mystery voice. You ready? Here we go. Tell me who this is. Six seven eight six four 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 five four one. You can text me. Um, and then I got this idea on. I was I was on the way to the studio to mix flannel, and and oh I got God. this idea. I was like, wow, this could be really interesting. And I called her and I said, I want you to have a conversation like you're talking to your best. If you heard that, see, that was not supposed to be on there. My editor, I'm going to have to talk to my editor because I actually, my editor, I'm going to have to start doing the edit, I guess. Because if y'all heard that, that means somebody got a little cheat code on that. But let's just hope you didn't hear it, all right? That's girlfriend. Because uh, she's notorious for like taking my vintage T-shirts and my jackets right. and my, you know anything she likes. She was like, "Can I wear this? You know, to to dinner tonight?" <laughs> and then it, I don't see it ever again. Um, and and so I, you know, there was the. I remember that we had had a conversation. She's like, "I don't know. I like you know. I like wearing your shirts. I feel like where's this been?" All right. Let me see if I can fast forward the cheat the the little cheat part right here. Oh my God, I can't. Cause oh, oh the, the cheater found the cheat code. Doggone it! <laughs> All right, so Miss Kim got the answer. <laughs> she got the answer, and she probably gonna swear she didn't hear that that little upfront thing there, cause that's not where the edit was supposed to start at. Um, but some of y'all probably, even if you heard it, you probably wouldn't know. So. But she already has the answer, but I'm going to play it again so if some of y'all come up, y'all tell me what it is. Hold on a second. See if I can pass, go past that. Mm. Um, and then I got this idea. on. I was, I was on flannel, and, and mm. I got this idea. I was like, wow, this could be really interesting. And I called her, and I said, I want you to have a conversation like you're talking to your best girlfriend because uh, she's notorious for like taking my vintage T-shirts and my jackets right. and my, you know anything she likes. She was like, "Can I wear this? You know, to to dinner tonight?" <laughs> and then it, I don't see it ever again. Um, and and so I, you know, there was the. I remember that we had had a conversation. She's like, "I don't know. I like you know. I like wearing your shirts. I feel like where's this been?" So she says she knows this guy. I mean, you know him like you're a fan follower or like y'all personally have conversations. Like, some of y'all know people that way. Like, for example, I know Jay-Z. <laughs> I've never met Jay-Z, but me and him like this. I know him. I know Jay-Z. If I ever see him on the streets, I'll be like, Jay, you know, what's up? What's happening? We can have a conversation, and I can talk to him about a lot of stuff because I know him. Never met him, but I know him because I've followed him for years. So that's that's the kind of know I hope that you're talking about. Okay, yeah, you said super fan. So she said she's, so Kim said 
she's a super fan of this guy. Preacher man, you don't know who that is? Come on, preacher man. I'm gonna give you one more chance, even though we already got the answer, but just just to see if somebody else has it. Don't be afraid <laughs> no, I'm not. of the sky. But the answer is Don't be afraid of the sky. Don't be afraid.